I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. Hi, Patty. We're lucky today to have Doris Roof with us, who is the Senior Fraud Specialist for Montecito Bank and Trust. She has a scam that I haven't heard about before. So welcome back, Doris. Always so good to have you. Yeah, tell us what's going on out there. Well, we call this smishing. Customers will go ahead and receive a text on their phone. The scammer pretends to be FedEx, and they actually have a fake tracking number on the text message, and then they say, go ahead and click on this link, and it takes them either to like a phony Amazon listing, and then they ask you to go ahead and complete a customer satisfaction survey and claim a reward. They go ahead and say, to go ahead and do this, you must cover the shipping and handling costs. And then you proceed to enter your card number and your address. And basically, you're giving them the information that they want so that they can then in turn go ahead and start charging your card for extras. And one of the things that they have been charging people for are a trial period of some kind of a scam product and then they start charging you on a regular basis and I guess the most common amount has been the $98.95 every month and then of course you go ahead and try to dispute it and it comes back from that merchant saying sorry they authorized that transaction so it just becomes a little difficult to go ahead and try to recover that money for our customers. That's terrible so it's an ongoing monthly expense that they're incurring and it's possible some people don't even pick up what's happening if they don't check their credit card on a regular basis. That's correct. And they think they're paying, let's say, the four ninety five for the shipping and handling of that product that they believe is being delivered because mm-hmm. they received the FedEx tracking number. So the solution to it is, first of all, don't click on a link that you're not expecting. If you're not expecting a package, then don't click on it because it's not going to be legitimate and there is no delivery of a package and you will go ahead and be charged. And apparently the Amazon site does look pretty realistic, but it's not. That has been created to look like the Amazon listing. If you order a lot of things online and you get a message saying there's going to be a delivery, this is FedEx, click on this link, I can see where you would easily be fooled into Mm -hmm. doing that because you would think it was one of the things you ordered. And I agree with you wholeheartedly because if you do order packages, let's say every other day, like you mentioned, a lot of people do their shopping now for everything online. Yeah do want to track it, you go into your Amazon account or wherever you're ordering it from and validate that it is actually matching up to what you've got. Or go into FedEx and put in that tracking number. And if it's fraud, it's not going to come up. You know, and there are so many variations on this scam, Doris. I know at mm-hmm. one point I signed up for some vitamins and I thought all I was paying was $4.95 or something along that mm-hmm. line. And it was months later that I re- realized I was being charged nearly $100 a month. 
And mm-hmm. I couldn't get it canceled, so I had to get a new card. At some point, do you have to advise your customers, and I know it's a pain to do that because other things are connected with it, do they have to mm-hmm. actually have a new card issued? There's actually a couple of things they can do. Usually if it's a reoccurring payment, which generally they are, they'll come up as a reoccurring for us on the bank side and the customer can either go ahead and place a stop payment on the item or we strongly suggest closing the card just because then it does protect them from not having anything come back through again because even though you're placing a stop payment on the one item, if they alter that amount slightly, it could still go through. So we always suggest because it's a reoccurring payment, the customer has the option of Mm -hmm. going ahead and placing a stop payment or closing out that card. And we usually suggest closing the card. Yeah, and it becomes a little more difficult because you do have to contact all those merchants. What a pain. Oh, boy. (laughs) So what else have you got for us? A local gym in our area had their lockers broken into. So while people were out exercising or swimming or whatever, they obviously go ahead and usually put their belongings into the locker. You know, if they're locked or not locked, apparently somebody did go in and stole cards from the wallets and customers didn't realize that they were gone immediately and there were some rather large transactions placed with the stolen cards. The main thing is if you're going to go ahead and go to the gym and you you usually do have your wallet or your purse and you're locking them up, um, I would suggest that when you're done doing your activity to look in your wallet and just make sure that everything is still there and only carry the cards that you really need to carry. You don't need to carry all of your cards, you know, unless you're traveling or something, but True. But, you know, check for your cash, check for that debit card, check for that credit card and make sure everything is still there because I don't. I wouldn't have checked to see if my items were there and I would have gone and done my daily activity and then all of a sudden check my account either the next day and then realize that a lot of the money has been taken out. Yeah, so. or go or go to the store thinking you're going to use your credit yeah. card, get up to right. the counter and, uh-oh, mm-hmm. open yeah. your wallet, your credit card's gone. What? It's a panicky, panicky feeling. Right. So what is the recourse for somebody who has had that happen, who has had their credit card stolen, crooks have made charges on their card? Is there a recourse? Yes, there is. And what you would like to do is go ahead and contact your bank immediately. And if Mm -hmm. it is after hours, there is an after hours phone number for banks, for your particular bank that you bank with, um, to contact to go ahead and place what we call a hot card on that card so everything is stopped at that point so nothing else can go through the card and be charged to the account or to a credit card balance if it's a credit card and then you also have that ability to go ahead and file a claim with your bank and filing a claim, um, basically you're stating to them that you never authorized that transaction or transactions mm-hmm. and that um, 
then the bank will go ahead and immediately start investigating and, and checking to see what had happened. And generally, you are protected as a customer, as a consumer, um, and you would get reimbursed for the unauthorized transactions. Um, there is a time frame, and depending on the banks, um, you know, they can take up to a certain period of time, and it's generally, for debit cards, 10 business days okay. before they give you. So if it's a large amount, you could be out some money if that's, you know, can really hurt you. We here at the bank, at Montecito Bank and Trust, generally when we see those types of transactions or claims for the unauthorized, we take a look at those right away. And then mm-hmm. we, we take a look and we um, credit our customers. We give them provisional credit and go forward from there and continue with our investigation. So you're talking about credit cards that are associated with your bank, like a debit card from Montecito Bank and Trust. What if it's just a like a MasterCard or are most credit cards associated with a bank so you should contact the bank and not the actual credit card company or how does that work? Yeah. So what will happen is a bank issues you that credit card. And okay. so that bank is the company you should get in contact with. So uh, let's say that it's a credit card from Montecito Bank and Trust. You would contact Montecito Bank and Trust and file a claim. It's pretty much the same way as a debit card claim, except debit cards have a few different rules than a credit card does. Okay. Credit cards are pretty much protected, pretty much 100%. And so are the debit cards, but there's just a little bit more that goes into it. Debit cards, we give the provisional credit. We go ahead and investigate into it deeper. And, you know, we can usually tell if there's a trend or, um, you know, what is happening. If they're unauthorized and that card was used, then you're going to get that money. So. So another question I had, you mentioned the use of a debit card. If somebody steals your debit card, how would they get your password? Because when I use my debit card, I have to punch in my code. Your PIN. My PIN, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different ways they can get that PIN. The most common way would be from an ATM machine where they have gone ahead and placed an insert into where the card is inserted. And then they also place a camera so that they can watch you put in your card. And then they also watch to see what pin you're putting in. And then they go ahead and come back and they take that insert out of the card reader and they take that information and they've got, you know, the the film, they've got your card information because that's been inserted into the card reader and they're reading that card at the same time as, you know, the machine. And then they go ahead and take that and they immediately, they usually have what we call white plastic in their car or wherever, and they start creating those cards right away. Gee, that's amazing. Yeah, and wow. they because we've got the chip now on the mm-hmm. card, a chip card you would need to have the 
physical card. So they would need to have my actual card to go ahead and do a transaction. But if they have your card number, expiration date, they can go online and do a lot of the transactions. Wow. That's why you see a lot of online activity happening. Oh, that's so sneaky and diabolical. But Vicki, I did want to tell you, like one of my debit cards, I don't actually remember the PIN for it. And Mm -hmm. so if you have the tangible card, even though it comes up and it asks for your PIN, you can just press the green button and then it will charge it as a credit card. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> that answers that question. There you go. <laughs> I, I learn something every day, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I'm so naive. Yeah. Well, well, there's so much. It just always seems like they're one step ahead. Yep. Yeah. Well, are we ready for a little bit of good news? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do want to say one last oh, thing yes, about the g- gift cards. Yeah. We still are seeing the gift card scams and they come in all shapes and forms and the bottom line is if someone is asking you to pay them by a gift card or cards stop do not go any further it is 100% a scam no one will ask you to pay them in gift cards So we just want to put that out there because we still see where the tech support, you know, you're having a problem with your computer, pay us with a gift card or Mm -hmm. et cetera. But a gift card is not a form of payment that anybody that is doing business legitimately would ask for. Well, thank you for that because I've been saying that forever, that that is the huge red flag, Mm -hmm. that it's a scam if somebody asks you to pay with a gift card. So thank you for reminding us yet again. And I'm so sorry to hear that people are still getting conned by that. So thank you for saying that to us. All right. Good news. Are we ready? We're ready. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So this is from Federal Trade Commission, and you know how I'm always um, encouraging our listeners, if they have been scammed or if they hear about a scam or if somebody tries to scam them, report to the Federal Trade Commission. And this is a, a perfect example of why you should do this, because sometimes victims actually will get money back. So this is the FTC becoming aware of some scamsters who tricked companies and nonprofits into paying for, get this, light bulbs and cleaning supplies that they never ordered. And the average bill amount was $396. So here's how these crooks did this scam. They would call different organizations and tell them that the company had previously done business with them, that the call was to confirm a shipping or mailing address or to follow up on a supposed order that they were offering a free sample or catalog or gift or they needed an employee's name and contact information for some purpose, then they would turn around and contact the billing department of the company and say, hey, there's a bill out there. It hasn't been paid. It was authorized by so-and-so, whatever employee they had talked to. So anyway, the FTC caught on to what was happening and they brought action against this company, which led to more than $2.3 billion in refunds oh. for consumers in a one-year period. 
the one-year period was July 2017 to June 2018. If you are a small business and you feel you were bilked by this particular scam, you can learn more about this refund program by going to www.ftc.gov front slash refunds. So that is my good news of the day. It is worth it to report these scams. Sometimes you do get money back. And I'll remind people of that in the notes if they go to Hub for Podcasting and there's the Scam Squad show so that they can have that information at their fingertips in case they're running for their pens right now. Perfect. Thank you so much, Doris, for once again coming Mm -hmm. on the show and giving us these great warnings and information. We so appreciate it. We really do. Thank you to everyone at Montecito Bank and Trust and you, Doris, in particular. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Patty and Vicki. Great. And Vicki, just give us your fraud hotline one more time in case someone really wants to have a conversation with you or wants to talk to a person about a scam that is taking place in this area. Of course. Area code 805-568-2442. And I'll repeat that. 805-568-2442. And I really do welcome your calls. So thank you, Patty. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.